and welcome back, party people. Welcome back to another great episode of PGL Post Game Overtime. It has been a while. I'm Will Carlson, joined as always by Brandon Corby. Brandon, how are we doing? Honestly, doing pretty well. Yeah, like you said, it's it's been a bit since we've we've hopped on here. Uh, we're yeah. hoping to get back into more of a regular routine last time, but you know, just a lot of things going on and and whatnot. But hopefully, this is it. We're back now for the foreseeable future and uh, ready to cover some sports and clowns around the world. Oh yeah, I'm sure you can hear the smile in my voice. I am so excited to be back, and oh, I'm, yeah. I'm so happy to be talking shit like the old days. You know, um, it. and boy, do we have some shit to talk. We're, we're not, we're not oh, gonna. Should we go off the? You know, no, we're gonna start the, the tamest. We're just gonna do a quick run over preview. We're gonna go into it more next weekend or next week's episode. But I just want to give a quick preview to UFC uh, 291 and um, Saturday night's uh, fight night because 291 is going to be insane in the membrane we got the return of the baddest motherfucker the bmf title and who is fighting for it i think the two baddest motherfuckers like if, yeah. if we thought jorge masvidal and nate diaz was a perfect matchup for that the sequel to that belt dustin poirier justin gaethje that is beautiful and and my okay. prediction has always been whoever wins this is most likely fighting connor for it next because uh that guy's yeah. not returning. That Connor's not returning. Did you hear you got in another brawl at a bar? No, I didn't. But I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that. So did you hear his, uh, the sexual assault allegations of like he brought that girl into the bathroom? Yeah. So apparently I'm reading, apparently that's his move. So when he goes to bars, he has his security like approach women and be like, do you want to meet up with Connor? And and if they say yes, he fucks him in the bathroom while security stands outside. Really? So, yeah. So a rumor has it allegedly, 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 uh, he did that at a bar, and the boyfriend was there. Oh no! And uh, and all the meanwhile, D Devlin is waiting at home. <laughs> let's not let's not yeah. spin this as Connor's some stud. He's. He's cheating on his wife and mother of his, what, three, four beautiful children. And, uh, and just, and, and, then, and then fighting people, it is, it is just a, a, a process in its own. So I don't think he's ever going to be fighting Chandler. And did you see he was getting swept on the Ultimate Fighter? Yeah, it was just, yeah, but just a couple of days ago, his first guy won. His first guy won, and he sprinted around the octagon for like well, 20 yeah, minutes was, celebrating. Yeah. He celebrated so hard he got in a fight with the other team, man. Like, it's just ridiculous, the guy, man. Yeah. But, uh, but, but hey, coke steroids and lack of USADA does a crazy thing to a guy. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, so real, real quickly, I just want to brush over this. So, so we got Poirier Gaethje for the BMF title. Then we got Blahovich versus Pereira for the vacant light heavyweight title because I believe it would be an interim because Jamal Hill has uh, torn his Achilles. Yeah. And, and I have no clue where Yuri Prohaska is. So we're going to have, uh, hopefully, uh, it's going to be a tough one, and we're going to get more into it next week, but Blahovich has the clear ground advantage. Pereira has the clear standing advantage. And um, if, if Pereira can keep it on the feet, it's game over. If Blahovich can get it to the ground, game over. 
So yeah. this is it's going to be a really exciting fight. And then um, below that, we got Tony Ferguson taking on Bobby Green. Um, I just, oh man, it, it. I'm getting worried every time Tony fights now. He's he's not looking like himself. And uh, yeah. Al Kakui just he isn't the same man he used to be. He he never was after that Gaethje fight, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but but oh boy, can I not wait for Poirier Gaethje too? Like Poirier Gaethje one was, I think, a fight of the year, if not a fight of the year contender. Poirier yeah. Gaethje two is going to be fight of the year, if not fight of the year contender. Yeah. And then under that we got uh Michael Chiesa taking on Kevin Holland. Again, it's going to be an exciting one. Holland has that knockout power. Chiesa has insane grappling and wrestling abilities uh we know kevin holland struggles a lot with wrestlers so that's going to be an exciting one and and the names just keep coming the deeper you get into this card we're we're what we're one two three four we're on the fifth fight and we got steven thompson taking on michelle Pereira on the fifth fight of the card that's how stacked it is when steven thompson's down there guess who's the sixth fight of the card i already know it Eric the Black Beast Lewis. Yeah. And then and then we just we go down even more. We got Trevin Giles, uh, an amazing prospect, taking on Gabriel Bonfim. Um Jake Matthews is fighting earlier on the prelims. And um Oh, Joanne Wood looks like she is off the card, and Miranda Maverick is on the card. Hey, there we go. She uh, she's an insanely good prospect in my opinion. Taking on Priscilla Cachoeira, uh, Brazilian fighter. So that's going to be a really exciting one. I'm I'm excited to see uh, Miranda Maverick get back, and uh, I would love to see a, a rematch between her and Barbara later down down the road. Yeah. So that's going to be an exciting one. And then just real quickly for the fight night this weekend, uh, it will be in the UK. So. It's going to be earlier in the day, 2 p.m. Central Time. And we got Tom Aspinall taking on Tiber- uh, Marcin Tibera. Um For the main event, Tom Aspinall coming off of injury, I believe. Um, but I'm really excited for this one. Aspinall, I think, one of the top prospects in the heavyweight division. Um, obviously behind Sergey Spivak, but... Uh, I, I, I think the only thing holding him back is his youth. He's undefeated in the UFC to the best of my knowledge. Let me just check Sherdog here. Do a quick but, fact check. Yeah, because I, I know I forget what the outcome of his last fight was. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Because I know I know he hurt himself. Uh, Tom Aspinall, come on. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't even be able to tell you. I, I don't. I don't have the googling abilities of Jamie. Um, so no. So he is coming off of a TKO loss, but it was 15 seconds into the first round with the knee injury. So, so his last fight was an injury uh, to Curtis Blades injury loss. Uh, so, so, so you definitely got to put that caveat in there. But if you go back from his first fight in the UFC, was a knockout in 45 seconds. Second fight yeah. was a TKO in 1 minute 35 seconds into the first round. Third fight in the UFC was a rear naked choke in the 1 minute into the second round. Oh no, I was wrong. Not Sergey Spivak. He's not the top prospect. Um, who is it? Who's the number one guy there? I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm not even... 
It's a it's a Russian fighter. I remembered. Ah, Sergey Pavlovich. That's it. Pavlovich, not oh, Spivak. Okay, yeah, both Sergeys though. Um, so so Spivak, uh, TKO, elbows, minute in the or two minute thirty into the first round. Alexander Volkov, uh, armbar, one minute or first round, three minute forty five seconds in. So so this guy's just running through people and then was slowed down due to injury. So it's going to be really exciting seeing how he does come back from that knee injury because that was all the way back in July of 2022. So it has been a full year layoff for Aspinall. So you're going to need to see if ring rust is going to play into it. Um, because because prior to that, he was fighting quite frequently. He fought twice in 2020, uh, twice in 21, twice in 2022. Uh, and I'm sure he would have wanted to fight maybe one more time in 2022 had he not gotten that injury. So that's going to be a really exciting fight to see. And then down lower on the card, we got Molly McCann um, making a return. I think she too is either coming off a loss or two fights ago had a loss. I heard in an interview something very interesting. Had you had you heard the hype around Molly McCann? Um. Like the name rings a bell. I know I read or like saw something, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, so so she came up uh, kind of with uh, Patty Pimblett, and they they really made a name for themselves. I think they might even have a podcast together. So oh, okay, they they really came up on on quite a hype train, and she lost her last fight to Aaron Blanchfield. And I heard her speak in an interview that she actually quite appreciates that a little more because she everything was moving very fast for her she was kind of on this expedited route due to the hype behind her and she's kind of said she's liked that things have maybe slowed down just a tad bit yeah which is which is going to be interesting seeing how she goes into this fight below that you got nathaniel wood taking on on andre feely two amazing uh featherweight fighters not ranked but it's going to be an absolute war then we got Paul Craig um, taking on Andre Munez. And um, Jai Herbert, Ferzian, and Lerone Murphy taking on Josh Kulibo for the main card. So that, that's going to be a really good one. Uh, a lot of great fights on that. Definitely that main event is one you are not going to want to miss. And yeah. same goes for a lot of the other ones on there, right? Like the Andre Feely fight, that's a must-see. Molly McCann, that's a must-see. Paul Craig, he's a must-see. It's almost like all UFC fights are must-sees, Brandon. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, it's like if you got the time, you might as well just sit around and watch them all because they're all going to be entertaining one after another. So mm-hmm. It's going to end as midday, right? Midday on a Saturday. Enjoy it. Um, I think I'm going to be on the road, actually, during the fights. I might see... Remember, they don't do this with UFC, which is a shame, and I, and I get it's a little different. But uh, but I used to love listening. Like you could listen to football or baseball on the radio. Yeah, I wish there was like a radio broadcast. Is it a radio broadcast for the UFC? I I couldn't even tell you. I I, I mean I've, I've I haven't heard of one, but I'm thinking like why wouldn't they? Exactly, like, I feel they, like that would be. I don't see a reason why they wouldn't, but I, again, I couldn't tell you whether or not they do. Mm-hmm. Um, just putting it out there, Tom Aspinall is a minus 476 favorite with uh, Tibera being a plus 331 underdog, although I do think um, Aspinall 
should be able to win this one handily. Molly McCann is the minus two twenty one or two twenty two favorite as well. Um, and Paul Craig is actually a plus one seventy six underdog um, going in against Andre Munez, which is a minus two thirty two favorite. And then the Feely fight. Feely is a plus one sixty five underdog with Nathaniel Wood being a minus two seventeen favorite. Now. I've heard actually, I believe it was Max Holloway said this, that he says um, Andre Feely is one of the um, one of the hardest hitters in that division. So I would I would be very hesitant to count him out being the underdog, simply because he does have that ability to to turn a fight around in a uh, in an instant, and you never want to count him out. Paul Craig is coming off of two losses. Um, a TKO loss to Johnny Walker and a decision loss to Vulcan uh, Odzmir, where uh, Andre Munez is coming off of a loss to Brendan Allen uh, via rear naked choke. Now, it does look like um, Munez has some submission victories in the past uh, with a armbar, armbar, armbar. <laughs> His last three submission victories were all arm bars, and Paul Craig actually once broke a guy's arm in an arm bar and has wins with triangle chokes, triangle chokes, and rear naked. So both are going to be very skilled ground fighters. It's going to be interesting to see if they want to take it to the ground or if they're going to want to keep it standing. Yeah, you know, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one kind of plays out there for them, which one can kind of get the upper hand in, in their strong uh their strong suits now something to always keep in mind paul craig will be fighting closer to home than he he usually does being the scottish fighter um as well as you got nathaniel wood being the english fighter do we almost do we almost want to make a four a four uh four fighter european sweet parlay Yo, I'm I'm on, I'm on board with that actually. So you got Paul Craig. He's the underdog. That. He's the underdog to help our odds. Then you got Nathaniel Wood, the uh, minus two seventeen favorite. Molly McCann, the minus two twenty two favorite, and Aspinall, the minus four seventy six favorite. You bundle those four up into a parlay, and that's going to give you a plus six oh seven odds. And uh, I think that's fitting to put some cheddar on there. What do you say? Yeah, I'm on board with that. All right, right on. That. Five bucks gets you thirty, and I think that is going to be your this weekend's UFC PGO parlay. Yes, sir. And okay. we want to see you win it. The the, the, the European sweep. Crossed. The European sweep. Are we confident? I'm confident. I'm I'm confident. I'm I'm riding with it. Right on. I got faith in us here. The best no more so you than me. You came up with it, but I still got faith. I got faith in the team here. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm uh, I'm gonna take a little picture of that for my own prosperity or uh, my own bookkeeping reasons. Now, moving on a little bit uh, away from UFC, have you been hearing? Now, this is not sports news, but athletes have been brought into it, so we're covering it. Are you aware of the Adam Twenty Two situation? So. We we kind of briefly touched on it like this morning. We we talked about the idea of talking about it. I don't know. I know the general kind of like 
concept of what's going on, but I don't really know fully, like, exactly what's happening. So, Adam22 is a, uh, I believe, music producer? Yeah, something like um, that. From what I saw, I think podcaster. YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think... Um, turn podcaster has a quite successful uh, podcast, the No Jumper podcast, on YouTube, and he a while back married uh, adult film actress Lena the Plug. I don't know her full name or her non-stage name, if I'm being honest. And my apologies. Yeah. That being said, I don't know um, Adam Twenty Two's real name either, so it's equal. Now. He, they, they've, they started creating content together. How do I make this PG? They started creating content together. Yeah. Him and his wife. Uh, she was in the industry before he was. Um, but he, he kind of joined, but only with her. He, he doesn't participate with, um, with other actresses. Although I do believe they've done videos with other women before. Um, like threesomes. But recently it's come out that she is kind of, she's branching off now um, that uh, she's now doing, again, doing videos with other guys, other gentlemen. Um, and I, th- I think, if, I, if I'm correct, I think there's been a thing of she's doing it specifically with black guys. Because okay. Adam Adam twenty two, I believe this. I I think this is real. Part of me, I don't know if this is a real tweet. I'm like ninety nine percent sure this is a real tweet. But yeah. he goes, um, guys claim to love black people, but will never let your wife bang one. Okay. Um. All right. With. With a game, uh, or with a video, or a picture of her in the middle of it with uh, with another gentleman, um, Jason Love. So I I don't know who Jason Love is. I believe he is a um, another adult star. Yeah, I, I think he's an adult uh, adult film film uh, creator. And I guess social media influencer, fitness model, personal trainer, content content creator, exotic dancer, musical artist, TikTok star, and entrepreneur from Lafayette, Louisiana, according to News Unzip. Holy um, shit. So they did a scene together. Yeah. They did a scene together. Um, and then he came out and said that he did a better job than Adam. <laughs> Oh, he, wait, 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 he said that. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Okay. And this is where it just gets weird. Because then Adam off. comes out and is like, Jason Love, you are officially blacklisted from fucking my wife. And it's, it's hard to sound tough saying that sentence out loud. Yeah, exactly. Right? How can he be tough being like, yeah, you're not allowed to fuck my wife again? Like, yeah, anymore, anymore. You already did it, but no, no more. And then, it, and then it's really, how can you be tough and act tough when you're literally the definition of a cock? Yeah. And, and this like, is, this isn't, this isn't king shaming cocks out there. If that's what you're into, that's fine. That's fine. We love cucks here at PGO. 
We we do. Well, <laughs> we do. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> we don't want to shit on them. They already have it hard enough. Um, someone else also has it hard enough. Um, but um, anyways, anyways. Yeah, and and I do think I think something something to keep into it. They also have um Adam twenty two and a um. And and his wife, they have their own podcast where I do think they interview another female adult star, and um, and and then they sleep together after. So I think Adam's Adam's big defense is well, you know, tune in and you'll you'll, you'll see me sleep with a different girl every week. What's the big deal? Yeah. If that's the case, you know, it's it's an open relationship. Kind kind of sounds like it that way, or maybe a professionally open relationship. I'm not going to define their relationship. Um, and this is just context. This is not why we're covering it, folks. So he comes out. He goes, you know, uh, Jason Love, you're officially blacklisted from banging my wife, which is a weird sentence in its own. Yeah. Um, then someone decides to throw their hat in the ring. Our man. Our man. Whole lot of money himself. Put that shit on. Antonio Brown. Takes yeah. to Twitter. As he does. Takes to Twitter. And um, I, I got to find the first tweet of it. Well, have you seen some of his past tweets? They're just hilarious. He's, he's the man on Twitter. Like he, he just does puns pretty much. Like he did. Um, he posted feeling energized. Need a bunny. Yeah. I broke up with the gym. We wasn't working out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's one of the things he's doing. And then he just re retweets anytime someone is seen dancing to his put that shit on or doing a little finger dance. So he throws his hat in the ring and tweets out, let me get next at Adam 22. <laughs> yeah. Great way to enter he the conversation. He's just, Adam he's twenty two right in. He's not just jumping him. right in, and I appreciate it. Adam twenty two um, responds with, "What are you gonna do with that with your little ass meat?" Yeah. Great response. Uh, Antonio Brown claps back with, "It's a game of inches. You must not have checked the snap." Hashtag put that shit on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So things are heating up. Things are heating up. Then, um... Apparently, uh, I don't know who tweeted this out, but Adam22 just posted a screenshot from, um... from another girl saying, His dick ain't that big, Adam. You good. Which now we're getting into just weird fucking territories. If, like, imagine if someone was tweeting me like, don't worry, his dick's not that big. He's good to sleep with your wife. You'll be fine. Yeah, honestly. I, I, I like to think I have a good ego. My ego couldn't handle that. Um, so... And then there was something after that, wasn't it? Didn't, didn't she come in and say something? So then she jumps into the ring and she says, Antonio... I'm a married woman, which is just she. She was walking into it. 
Yeah. She, she was Antonio, I'm a married woman. And he promptly claps back with, didn't stop you before. Yeah. Or didn't stop yeah. you last time, baby. So Antonio Brown uh, has moved on from trying to bang Giselle. Um, <laughs> he's given up on that. He's given up on that, respectfully. He tried. And he tried. He, tr- he did. He did his best. He really did. And now he's uh, going after Lena the Plague. Now, do you think Antonio Brown pursues a career in in adult content? Do you think that's maybe where he goes next? I, I mean, that's the thing, though. You never know with him. Like, it was uh, well, well, probably damn near a month ago now. His, uh, his team in the Arena Football League, the... Albany Empire was kicked out of it. Um, so I mean, like, he looks like he's looking for something new to to dive into. I don't know, you know, maybe it's the the adult film industry. I mean, he kind of already got a head start on that on his Snapchat. If anyone, uh, you know, follows that, but I mean, you, you never know with him, right? You never know what uh, what next next what story he's going to jump into. Yeah, it's it's always entertaining with him. He, he keeps us on our toes here. Oh, oh, sorry, my bad. This is this is my new favorite tweet from Lena. Uh, one of the wildest tweets I've ever seen. She tweets out, and this I don't think this was um, to Antonio Brown. This was in response to uh, to Jason Love talking shit to Adam Twenty Two. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you have to respect my man if you're gonna fuck me. Sad face emoji. Oh, holy shit. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's... That's tough. Oh, that's brutal. Holy shit. That's tough, man. That's tough. Like, I don't care how much respect you show me. Please don't have sex with my girlfriend. Yeah, honestly, and even to tweet something like that out is yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have to respect me if you want to fuck, or you're gonna have to respect my man if you want to fuck me. When I remember, I remember seeing something. I think it was I think it was Adam Twenty Two posted. Didn't he buy her like a a Ferrari or or a Lambo or something to celebrate like her first back door scene or something like that? Oh my god, for real? I'm pretty sure I I remember seeing that. Um, let me see if I can, uh, can find here. Cause I, I'm almost 99% sure. Uh, let me see here. If I type this in. Oh, okay, yeah. Just... So Adam 22 surprises his wife with a new car after filming her first BBC video. They also said that was the one with Jason Love. Yeah. So yeah. So he bought her, uh, yeah. He bought her a car and then he said he did it better. Yeah. You know what? Teach their own, I guess. So here's a real question. Yep. I'm not, I, I don't give a shit to see the Jason Love tape. If Antonio Brand does a tape with her, are we, are we buying it on OnlyFans? Yeah, do I do a PG party or something? Yeah, I, I think that'd be I think that'd be game. Oh, I, I, there's like no way it happens, but if it does, man, like the internet is just going to go wild. 
Like that's going to be Antonio Brown's like big return. I hope so. I hope so. And I hope the whole time it's done to the song of put that shit on. Yeah. And then at the end, the, and at, at the end, he can put on a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. Now, now, also, I think it's worth putting out there. Um, a lot of this does seem fake. A lot of this does seem fake, right? Like the whole response. Ah, uh, see, now, now I'm going down this rabbit hole. Apparently, on the No Jumper podcast with her husband, she said she was in pain for three to four days after shooting the scene with Jason Love. Holy shit. Yikes. Oof. Yeah, that's a tough one. But it, again, it's it's like you were saying, how like you never fully know nowadays like what's real and what's kind of um like like what what kind of plans they come up with to just generate more 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 engagements getting more people like paying attention to them and stuff like i i've never even fucking heard of adam 22 and now i have because of this so i mean mm-hmm. yeah honestly yeah nowadays you you never quite know uh but but for the sake of it because ab slid in i'm gonna believe it's real i'm I'm gonna believe it. I'm I'm gonna believe that this is gonna get out of out of hand quickly. I think maybe oh, yeah. it started oh, off yeah. as like a troll a publicity stunt. They're like, oh, we'll have some fake beef. But I, I think this is gonna. I think this is gonna. Because apparently, like Twitch streamers are calling Adam Twenty Two live on stream. They're like, hey, can I get next? Oh, fine. <laughs> like your man can only take so animals. much of it. I know it's animals. <laughs> crazy yeah I'm, I'm gonna send you something crazy. right now I'm gonna send you something right now this is a real tweet I just screenshotted it this was the one I was referencing so the exact the exact tweet and yes it was real is Adam22 goes people will be like I love black people and then never let their wife have sex with one the eyes rolling emoji and Lena responds with stop like with Ten eight or four H's and like the smiley sweating emoji and then a picture of her getting piped by Jason Love. Oh fuck. Look what I just sent you. Look what I just sent you. Oh. Yep. That's real. That's real. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that's 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 real. I mean, you know, you know what they. I don't uh, even know what to say. I guess you could say they really, uh, phew, they really put that shit on. Anyways, yeah, that's how we're gonna wrap it up. So, uh, although I could not find an official, um, an official line on this, what are we setting the line on Antonio Brown banging Adam Twenty Two's wife, Lena the Plug? What are we thinking? Are we putting it at? I did. I think it's an underdog, but Definitely I'm giving an underdog. it. I'm giving it like. Three to one, plus three hundred. Yeah, I give it yeah, plus three hundred. Because again, it's Antonio Brown, so it's not totally out of the realm. Like he, he pulls off some fucking wild stuff. So like, I wouldn't put it past him. Exactly. Yeah. To find a way to 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 seal the deal and whatnot. 
Like definitely an underdog story, but like not not too much, not too right, crazy. Plus five hundred, plus five hundred. I could get behind that. Yeah, I'd 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 lay money on that. I'd lay money on that. I think I think anything less to risk. I think plus five hundred is good odds for that. That's good odds. Oh, definitely. Because at the end of the day, we're a sports podcast. That we are. That we are. Speaking of sports, uh, we have, we, we've been kind of doing it behind the scenes, folks, and we don't want you to feel left out. We do uh, sincerely apologize for not keeping you involved. But Brandon, me and you have been ripping some CFL parlays, have we not? We have. Um, I don't want to do this because it literally fucking burns my insides to even think about it still. Um, but so like, as we mentioned, it has been a while since we've, we've sat down here and, uh, uh, just put some sports news out there, some clown news and whatnot. Um, but, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing it right if we didn't mention it. Um, since it has been a bit, but the, the Vegas Golden Knights did win the Stanley Cup this year. I'm not happy to say it. Um, but they did. In in game five, they beat the Florida Panthers. Fuck, what was it? Nine three or something? They just like smoked them. They steamrolled the Panthers, they man. Steamrolled them. They really went through them, and I thought like, the Panthers were gonna win it. Yeah, I mean, but again, like, then it's it's just you never know. Like it's always so hard. Like I mean, it's easy when you're watching and just being like, oh yeah, like this and this. But like after it's all said and done, and you just you hear just some of the injuries the guys were battling through, especially, you know, their their star player who Florida wouldn't have even gotten to the cup finals if it wasn't for Kachuk. But then you hear that, you know, his brother had to help him get out of bed because he had a broken sternum. Jeez. Um, his, 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 like, he didn't even play in the, the final game because they finally were like, yeah, he can't go much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, game four in Florida, like, yeah, he, had, he needed help getting out of bed. His teammates had to help him put on his equipment because he couldn't even do it by himself. And that's just one of the, the numerous list of injuries that the Florida Panthers were dealing with. That's brutal. Um, but you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, that, that just shows Vegas's team was deeper, though. Like, even with the um, injuries, you know, Vegas had, it wasn't as many, uh, but there were still some there. They just had a deeper team that could consistently still roll... Um, an effective lineup out there and i mean fuck nine three like just an absolute piss stomping there so Mm -hmm. i hate to say it but congratulations to vegas on your stanley cup um i can't wait to see that team be absolute dog shit in five years Uh, because it is coming i will say that they they will be good for the next couple years but they are they're gonna reach a point where they've just invested so much into now and i mean it paid off they got a cup that's what matters yeah but give it give it five years or so they're they're gonna you know they're not gonna be a good team and up there at the top and then i'm very curious to see at that point what their fan base is looking like there how many are loyal and actually will continue to show up and support the team through their down years that are inevitably coming at some point mm-hmm. but can't take away from them they they Went on a f- incredible run in the playoffs. Like, what was the record? I think like sixteen and four, sixteen and five, something like that. Like, it was, it was just nuts. So, like, you got you got to give them credit where credits due. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say on them. I don't want to <laughs> fucking 
yeah. pump their tires too much. But we're not going to go too deep. I'm not going to make a Sharks fan gas up the uh, the Golden Knights here. I have I have too many morals. Hey, well, you know what? Even even so, like I I've even had Vegas fans shit talk me on Twitter, but I'm like, you know what? It, not even biased, but in terms of off season so far, I think the Sharks have had probably I put them in the top five. I definitely not number one, but like they're definitely in the top five for um their offseason. Not getting better right now, but like they're they're setting their future up to be so good. So, you know, give it three give it like four, five, six years. San Jose's now gonna be be up there fighting for the cup every year, and Vegas is gonna be sniffing the bottom. So it'll be tough for the next couple years, but I'll I'll have my glory days in down the road. Oh, you will. But aside from that boring franchise, Vegas, yeah, we got some some CFL talk here. We do. We got some CFL action for sure. Um, and uh, and and we we hit a parlay. We hit a parlay. We've been doing because the CFL is is we only got four games a week. We're we've been doing every game on the parlay. Um, because we're doing it again now. We've only been doing money line parlays. Should we do? Should we do an extra spread parlay just just for the hell of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we. I mean, we haven't put put any of these parlays out here for the wonderful people here. So I think it's it's only right to to come in with a double decker one here. We go we go with the one two punch here for them. So with the CFL, I think there's some obvious ones off the bat. I think we can take Blue Bombers over the Elk. Yeah. Um. Yeah, fun fact, actually. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember if it's... I think it's just for home games. Yeah. So this game is in uh, Winnipeg between the two. And then next week, the Elks, who are 0-6 currently, will probably be 0-7, are going, to get, are going up against the BC Lions, who are 4-1, will probably be 5-1 after this week. If the Edmonton Elks lose that game against BC, they will officially hold the record for the longest home losing streak in North American sports history. That's great. I love to see it. They're currently sitting, I think it's like 18 in a row at home or something like that. Like, it's absurd. Like, it it, it dates back to before COVID even. My man. What what an, what a great what a great way to be remembered as your team. See, yeah, honestly, right? Have they won at home since they changed their name to the Elk? No. Hot no. dog. They have never won a home game as the Elk. No. Shut up. No. That's the one on the clown report. I just take my hat off. That's so funny. Are you serious? Yeah. No, they they haven't. It's insane. Like it's 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 tough to be them. It's not even tough to be a player. It's tough to be a fan. Like, yeah, I was gonna say it's almost more offensive now. <laughs> like right now, if I if you put if you put six bucks on the Elks to win the Great Cup, you win over dollars. Jesus. Like, it's it's just insane, but um, we'll, we'll get more into that match against BC uh, next week. Right now, 
And wait, 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 what was the issue? <laughs> yeah, we're not, you know, we're not even going to get into the politics of why they changed the name. Um, they have not, they've never won a home game as the Elk. That is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, so then later on, we got uh, the Toronto Argonauts on the Friday game, taking on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But just, just quickly, we are riding with Blue Bombers, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yes, we're, we're riding hard with the Blue Bombers. Um, then the Saturday game, you got your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Brandon, your favorite. Yeah, yeah, whoop, whoop. Taking on the BC Lions, and the BC Lions are a pretty heavy favorite. Me, well, as we get deeper into this parlay, that might uh, there might no. be some arguments. No. We can't, um, we can't, we can't take the riders. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you can admit that. Maybe we take the riders with the plus ten spread. How about that? Can they make it close? I I think I think that's good. the The issue is is they they don't have a quarterback now. Oh, um, never mind. Never last mind. week never against mind. the Stamps, Trevor Harris. Blew his knee, taking a hit. Um, had to get surgery. Probably done for the year. So the riders are just screwed. So I, I fully expect BC to take that game. I think the riders could make it close due to their defense. Their defense could definitely make it a, a close game there, um, but definitely would not ride with them to to win. So he got his knee blown out by another player. AB wants to get blown out by Adam 22's wife. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I was trying Brandon. to think of something. I knew there was a joke in there. I couldn't come up with one. I'm we're glad you were. On. We're moving on. All right. Um, did, did you go to the Stampede? We'll talk about that later. Um, so then we got the Rough Riders in the Lions, and then the Sunday game, we got the Red Blacks taking on the Calgary Stampeders. Speaking of the Stampeders, that's a good transition. Did you go to the Stampede this year? Um, I only did for I, I, well, I technically only one day, but kind of two. I went one day to go see like the truck wagons and and all that fun stuff in the grandstand show, and then I went another time. I I just went with uh, my brothers got tickets to um, a wrestling show that they were doing at the Saddle Dome. So we, we went we went down to to that there that it was abs it was phenomenal like i've never been to a live uh wrestling show if anyone ever um you know ever has the opportunity to it, it is it is well worth it it is it is so exciting and just the, the atmosphere there is is just incredible i would say the atmosphere is better than be, better than even when i go to like flames games there wow like wow it, and it, it wasn't even like sold out and packed like it was still a decent crowd there but just how loud and excited they get in the fun chants and and stuff like uh it's just incredible like i'm assuming you know um you i'm assuming you've heard of um rick flair right oh yeah the guy who does the yeah so all throughout like you could be sitting there and, and and it could be like quiet in between matches one person would yell woo and then before you know it, the entire stadium's doing it. Like it was—it's just so cool how all these things that wrestling fans just connect on with with each other, and and just all the stuff that they can come up with and feed off each other. It's it's such a cool atmosphere there. So if anyone ever has the chance to go to a wrestling show, I highly, highly recommend that you do, and you will not be disappointed. As long as you're white. Um, 
I, I believe those crowds can get a little dicey, I've heard. Uh, and moving on, moving on. Certain clientele that rolls with some WW, I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, for and WWE, the- Vince, Vince McMahon's given him a bad rep. I will say that. Yeah, I'm just going to say half of the WWE wants to make America great again. So, so buy those tickets with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that's good. I, I, I only went to the Stampede once this year. I, uh, I was trying to look in to get a special package for the, uh, for the chuck wagons. I wanted to see if I could get like extra, extra, extra VIP tickets. And, uh, and then that way I can be the one to actually put the horses down. Um, yeah, give, give them like a stun or something. <laughs> No, no, just just the way, like you know, in the chuck wagons. Whenever they crash, they got to come out and cap the horse. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that'd be a good money making opportunity. It gives some sociopath have him pay an extra five G's for a ticket, and you let him cap the horse. Yeah, actually, it was um, it was the day that I was there. The the place just erupted, like they just went wild. Um, so, so you know, during the chuck wagons, like they only have the three that go now. But everyone, they've got, like, their two outriders who, like, ride on their horses kind of behind them all. Yeah. So, the one outrider, they were on um, Barrel 3, so they were the closest to, like, the big um, side of the audience. And as soon as the, you know, the, the truck wagon went and was gone, the guy went to hop on his horse. And the horse just bucked him off, sent him flying over into the railing. Let's go! And the, horse, and the horse's instinct is, like you know, cause this is what they do is to go. And so yeah. this horse just darts off on its own. And this horse that started way behind everybody ran all the way around right at the end, cut between the two chuck wagons that were like back and forth for first and second. This horse just cuts right in between the two of them all on his own and ended up finishing first in it. And what the place underdog. just went nuts. Like this horse all by itself. No rider, no anything, just powered on through by himself and won. And it, the place just went nuts for this horse. It was, it was, it was awesome. It was so cool. That's an underdog story, folks. I, uh, I, did, I didn't do the grandstand show, but I went to the afternoon one, like the rodeo. So they did the oh, yeah. riding, uh, like steer wrestling. That was really fun, man. I'd never done that before. And that was, that was pretty exciting. They, uh, my, one of my favorite was the junior pony riding where they get three kids and a pony. Oh yeah. And, and two of the kids got to try and hold the pony while another kid tries to get on and there's like a rope and nine times out of 10, the pony just takes off and one kid refuses to let go of the rope and just gets dragged around for a while. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. there was one, there was one team that successfully did it. No one got it except for one team. And you could tell this kid grew up on the farm because his two teammates were useless. Buddy runs up, hops on the horse without even like a second thought. Horse takes off. Buddy doesn't even break stride, just rides the horse like a pro, rides it around the corral a little bit, rides it to where the other ponies are. As it's still going, hops off, slaps the horse on the ass and just walks away without breaking stride. The horse keeps running. That's king shit right there. That kid's a stud, man. He went that back to the first and got all the crayons. You kidding me? That's that's sweet. I love that. 
All those, all those, all the, all the girls were putting bracelets on his wrists, whatever, whatever the elementary kids do to, to show they got crushes on each other. They're writing yeah. their names on his hand. You, do you remember, do you remember that in like grade four? If like a girl drew a heart on your wrist, it meant she had a crush on you or something. Yeah. You knew you were in. You knew you were in. And then you, you found friends dared her to do it. And you kind of had to feel bad for the rest of the day. Um, you speak from experience? Just a little bit. Um, right. <laughs> right. Nothing wrong, no wrong with that. Just checking. I, I, you know, dating life's not always great for me, Brandon. I actually got set up on a blind date recently. Um, a buddy set me up on a blind date, and he, he said, she has an infectious smile. Right? I think that's a very nice compliment. She has an infectious smile. Yeah. I, would say so. I kind of wish she wasn't sugarcoating it, though, and just said what it really was. Is the infectious smile was actually herpes? Oh, so you know a different kind of infection to yeah. that. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. But but either way, an infectious smile. Yeah, nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> but it's a sports podcast. So uh, Toronto Argonauts taking on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah. What are you thinking? Argos are a minus four hundred five favorite with the uh, Tiger Cats being a plus three hundred underdog. Um, yeah, I think you got to go with Ron Hamilton. Just they've got injuries at their QB spot. The, Toronto's just been looking like a wagon so far this year. Like I, I don't see any way that Hamilton. I think Hamilton could maybe make it kind of a close game, but I think Toronto takes this one regardless. Right on. Is my is my initial? Yeah, no, I'm um, with you. I'm with you. Uh, and then we got the last one. This is the closest game uh, as far as spreads and odds go. Uh, we got the Red Blacks in Calgary taking on the Stampeders. The Stampeders are a minus 211 favorite with the Red Blacks coming in at a plus 170 underdog. And the spread is set at four and a half. That's the tightest spread of the week here with the Elks and Bombers spread being 15. Argos, Cats being nine and a half. And... Uh, Riders and Lions being a 10-point spread. So 4.5, that's 4.5. That's a tight spread for given this week. Who are we riding with? It's tough because I I really do think that the Stampeders are going to win this game. You know, I mean, last week, uh, Ottawa had an an incredible game. Um, You know, just winning in overtime, knocking off uh, the Blue Bombers who you know, just are an absolute wagon of a team. Um, but I, I just, I, I think Calgary still wins this one. Like, I think Ottawa is going to make it a very close, exciting game. Probably this game will be the most exciting one we see this week. Um, but I think Calgary will find a way to to pull it out in the end. It'll be a close game, but I see Calgary getting the edge in, in some way. All right, I like it. I like it. So, this, so that's going to complete the uh, CFL PGO parlay money line for this week, and uh, and it was I'm great about, odds, but pardon, it's, it's not great odds, but like it's, it's, it's not very realistically going to hit. Ooh, I think you just jinxed it, Brandon. No, nah, we don't believe in jinxes here. Okay, maybe like a lot, but still, yeah, but still. I was going to say, I walked into work the other day and uh, someone was talking baseball with me and there was like, it was halfway through a day game. They're like, oh, this guy's throwing a no-hitter. I'm like, how dare you say that out loud? Yeah. You fool. Yeah, that, that's a tough one to throw out there. Right? What are you thinking? 
What are you thinking? Talking crazy Jinx, like that. So- Jinxes are real. We'll, all, we'll say like, oh, they're not real. But like, no, they're real. They oh my exist. God, they're so real. Did you see the one? It was um, a guy lost. What was it? He lost some parlay. It was, uh, it was like a 15-leg MLB parlay. And it was in the bottom of the ninth. And the announcer jinxed it. No. Yeah, and the announcer goes, and this game should be wrapped up. Unless so-and-so, so-and-so has to do it, but he has not hit a home run the whole time this year. And over the by golly, he did. That ball sailed. Yeah. And uh and that man's dreams were crushed. Uh, I think we're a little short for time this week, but uh next week we're gonna try and hop on a few MLB parlays. I think there's some degenerate greasy ones we can dip our toes in. Yeah. Uh I'm not putting much money on um Ah, whatever. I'll I'll throw the usual five on this parlay. Odds aren't great. We're only winning seven, folks. What what do you expect from us? They can't all be they can't all be huge parlays. All right. Exactly. But they know if we do a spread one here, that one will be pretty big. I think this one's gonna get big. So so right off the bat, do you think? I I think because here's the thing: Edmonton's losing at home, but they are winning sometimes on the road. Not very often, though. But yeah, I, so, they, yeah. I think they cover that 15-point spread. I was going to say, I can't see them getting walked over 15. Yeah, no. I, 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 I see them keeping it within 15. Like, that's 15 is an absurd mm-hmm. number. Like, I, I see them keeping it within there. Okay, Ticats, Argos. We got nine and a half here. I, th- I think Hamilton can cover that. Like they can get within nine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now now for the t- tricky one, Rough Riders. What are we thinking here? I'm definitely going the Riders. Can because their defense. And, and you got to think this backup, he's had a whole week here. Yeah. He's had he's a full week. They're going to come in and be, be fired up and ready to go, or he's going to go out there and throw like a, interception or fumble it or something and his confidence is gone i think either way the riders defense is going to be able to keep it a close game all right and then last but not least probably the trickiest one yet four and a half red black stampeders do you think it's going to come down to why do you think it's going to come down to the kick a few a few games have so far this year quite a few have i'm, I'm not sure on that one like what, what are you feeling for them because I, I think it could go either way uh, are there any injuries going in? So, like, Ottawa's going in with their backup because their starter's done for, for quite a bit here. But like, their backup was, was, he was, yeah, but he was a beast against Winnipeg last year. The only reason Ottawa even won that game. But, say, can he go out there and pull off two incredible, you know, performances back-to-back where all eyes are on him? In in Calgary, I don't think so. So I'm probably leaning more towards Calgary. Probably wins by like six or seven. You know, they mm-hmm. probably get like a late field goal near the end of the game, or or they get a tutty or something and lock it down. Um. So here here's two things to throw up there. Um. Haku Haku Navanu is sitting out or sat out on Wednesday. Okay. And uh, four hours ago from TSN, the Red Blacks defensive end Malden uh, goes down with an injury. 
in practice? Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm more so leaning towards taking Calgary on that. All right, they cover the spread. I, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's bold. I like it. And folks, that is going to give us some pretty good odds to wrap off this parlay. Um, that's plus plus uh, twelve hundred. We like those odds. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for that. Yeah, that is uh, those are odds we like. Those are odds we like to thrive with. And folks, again, that is the Elks plus fifteen, the Tie Cats plus nine and a half, Riders plus ten, and Calgary Stampeders minus. Four and a half. We are taking all the underdogs except for the Stampeders, and they are the ones we need to cover. Remember what they say, Brandon. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Yeah, that's our motto here. That's the motto everywhere, folks. Um, Quickly, before we got to run, I think we only got about five minutes left. Do we have any clown news other than Antonio Brown throwing his hat in the ring? Um, Uh, I got one. It's not... I'm not going to say fully clown because we've we both can understand just how difficult um, the game of golf can be. Um, but currently going on right now is the Open Championship, which is taking place over at the Royal Liverpool Golf Club. Um, it's one of the four big majors of the year, so a lot of eyes on everyone. Um, lots of lots of bets can be placed and whatnot. And I decided to. One of my picks for guys to win that I went with was Justin Thomas. Um, you know, so far in the last little bit has recently kind of been, he, he's been struggling. He's been going through a bit of a slump. And I just had a feeling like, you know, this is, uh, this is going to be his time to really make a push and, and get back up there in the, the FedEx standings and the overall leaderboards and whatnot. Um, day one wrapped up and he is currently sitting, um, in the bottom four he shot 11 over today he's tied for 153rd so barring he has the most incredible round anyone's ever seen tomorrow he's gonna miss the cut and uh not have a chance to win so i'm not gonna throw him on there because as we know the game of golf is just so tough and and courses like that, they're made to be tough for, you know, these big events. Mm-hmm. Plus, um, I heard Jason Love is fucking his wife. So that's going to throw a, oh, a wrench okay. into it. Oh, that, yeah, that, that definitely does. Yes. Um, but I'll throw myself on there. You know, I, I got a little too excited thinking he was just going to all of a sudden make a huge comeback. Probably should have seen that it wasn't going to happen. But, you know, you always, you always got to back your boy, the guys you cheer for. So, yep. But that that's kind of my one. I don't really have uh, many other notable ones um, right now off the top of my head. Fair enough. I, I don't think I can uh, come up with any quick ones off the top of my head. I think going in going into the week, Antonio Brown was my big old clown of the week. Um, as he yeah. usually is. He's a bit of a staple on the show. Eventually, we got to bring him on for an interview. Um, but if we do, we'll probably have to let him fuck one of our wives. Um, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, before we wrap off here, I'm, I'm sending you something here. I just want to get your, your immediate live reaction to this. All right. What are you sending it over? I just popped it over to you now here on uh, Instagram. It like just came out while we've been recording here. All right. Okay. So, so quickly we'll jump into that. I did hear about this. 
Uh, George St. Pierre is returning, but doing a uh, submission grappling match, and he will be taking on Damian Maya. Yeah. That is that is an insanely huge fight. I am That's sweet. so excited to see that. Um, I'm going to be curious, so it's going to be a UFC Fight Pass Invitational. I think we're going to have to watch this one, man. Um, they've been putting on some really good fights with... Um, those those invitationals and having uh, having Saint Pierre take on Maya that's going to be exciting because Maya is a pure jujitsu superstar like that yeah. that's that's his history that's what he's always done you know from from as as long as time has been around but. GSP, like he, he's known for his ground game and he's known for his, his high level of skill, but he was a wrestler. He was a ground and pound wrestler. Karate yeah. fighter. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays in the submission world. Um, honestly, opening odds, I think I'm going to have to go Maya. Simply really? because, simply because um, and, I, and I know it was a, a whole MMA fight in its own and there was striking. But you got to think about how quickly Damian Maya was able to choke out Ben Askren. Yeah. Who was considered to be one of the better wrestlers and or scramblers in that division. Um, and, and a pure wrestler. Like, he had no striking ability. He was a pure wrestler. And he got choked right out by Damian Maya. So I do think in the world of pure jujitsu. I do as much as I'm a GSP guy, and as much as I'll still put my money on GSP, I do think the lean is gonna go to um, to Maya personally. Hey, you know what? Fair, fair enough. I I can't can't go against that when you put it that way. But either way, it is going to be a very, very, very exciting fight, and I am just so excited for that matchup. I'm so excited to, to be back, Brandon. I'm so excited to be doing it again with you. Oh, like you know what? You and me both. It's good to be oh, back. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thanks so much, folks, for listening. And uh, we will see you next week.